Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Uncommon Knowledge. I'm Jennifer, and this episode I've titled Pivot. And if you're like me and a Friends fan, then you're immediately thinking of the episode where Ross buys a new couch. Not a spoilers alert for those of you that haven't watched the episode, but the couch totally gets stuck and he spends a good bit of time saying the word over and over again, trying to motivate those that are helping him, (laughs) to inspire them into a new direction, saying as loud as he possibly can, and in that obnoxiously annoying Ross voice, pivot, pivot. And by the end of the episode, I think I had a new dislike for the word pivot, um, or at least a new way, you know, phrase to motivate myself to do something different. So I'm not going to talk about the episode. I am going to talk about a moment in time in our lives. And truthfully, there are probably several moments where we have these moments of clarity where a choice causes a pivot and a change in our trajectory. For me, I've had a few. Um, I'm going to talk about three mainly today to kind of give you an idea of where I'm coming from on this and, and give you some samples of things so that you can look and compare if you've had any pivot moments in your life. But I really just kind of want to inspire you to listen to your voice because that's really what it is for me. So in the interest of keeping us on track, because this is something I could probably talk about a lot. There's been some very uh, illuminating moments, some very big pivots in my life and some very small ones too, where I think, you know, I made choices that profoundly affected where my life was headed. So the three I'm gonna talk about come from three very distinct phases of my life. The first happened back in July of 2009. I'd just gone for two weeks to Canada. I was interviewing with companies up there. And the whole point for me is I was searching. I really, really was. I'd already had these undercurrents in my life of feeling like I was living a very small life and that that's not what at all I'd wanted for my life or what I'd hoped for my life or even expected, you know, and, and so here I am, I've, I've gone off, I've taken my son with me. He and I went on a road trip. Part of it was, like I said, to, to just try some things out, to, to feel the waters out, to experiment, to reach out into the possibilities, reach out beyond what I was doing every day and maybe try something else on to see if that felt better because things at that moment in my life were were not feeling good and they were not feeling like they were things I wanted. I'm out two weeks. My son and I are there. We're doing the exploring of what I would find out later was, honestly, could I live without my husband? Could I function in a day-to-day without him? Would I miss him while I was gone? Or would I feel relieved to be away from him? And I know that's a terrible thing, I think, to think sometimes or to feel, but it's a very honest thing. I think I was at the place where I had recognized this was not what I wanted to be doing, but I didn't quite have words for it and I wasn't quite clear on it. The morning after coming back, I'm putting my shoes on. I can see it. I'm sitting at the kitchen table, gotten my son ready to go to daycare. And my husband, now ex-husband, is sitting there at the table as well, putting his shoes on. I'm watching this whole thing and I'm seeing it all. And I, for the first time, have seen very clearly this moment of choice. 
I'd been going to therapy. One of the things my therapist had said was, one of the great things about discovery is that you don't have to know the path. When you get to the point of making a decision, you'll know what decision to make. I hated her for saying that because I don't know about you, but I was there looking for answers. I wanted somebody to just tell me what to do to make myself happy. Tell me what to do to live a satisfied life. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. But she wasn't gonna tell me because that's, I don't know if you're aware of this, but that's not a therapist's job actually. (laughs) I thought it was, but I was wrong. But fast forward then sitting back at that kitchen table, I'm tying my shoe and I look up and I see very clearly the choice. It's in that moment, I can continue on doing exactly what I've been doing, continue to get the results that I've been getting, or I can make a different choice. And in that moment, I knew with everything I was that I had to make a different choice. And that's the day that the words were said, I want a divorce. And that pivot, that choice, that change in direction dramatically changed the trajectory of my life. We went from there, we got divorced. It was pretty quick actually, we were divorced. Uh, Papers were signed before the end of the year. Four years later, in December of 2013, I was on a trip. Post-divorce, I tried to get back to all the things that I loved before I lost who I was in my marriage. And one of the things I love to do is to travel. So I went that year to Chicago, I went by myself. I have a lot of people in my life that think that that's absolutely crazy, but I love to travel and I don't mind traveling by myself. Sometimes it's preferable because when I travel by myself, I get to do whatever it is I wanna do. I can go see what I want to see on my timetable and not have to worry about making somebody else happy. So there I am in Chicago and I'm absolutely in love with that city. If you know me, it happens to be one of my favorite destinations. I was there for only four days, but there was this feeling, this change, this this different person that I felt felt more alive when I was there. And there's nothing magical necessarily about the city. Um, it is amazing if you've never been, go. But while I was there, I just felt so connected to who I really was that at the end of the four days, it's time for me to pack and I find myself dragging my feet. I literally am struggling like a two-year-old throwing a fit about wanting to do whatever it is their parent wants them to do. I'm struggling to make myself pack. And finally, I'm in the middle of moving clothes to put them back into the suitcase or rearrange things for like the 9,000th time when I just sit down on the floor in the middle of this hotel room and bawl my eyes out. I just start crying and it just starts coming out into big ugly sobs. I'm really glad at that moment I was traveling by myself so there was no one there to see it. But I'm sitting there on the floor and I'm crying and I cry until I'm all cried out. And when I stop, I, of course, being the introspective person that I am, go through all of the questions of, all right, what's going on? Because I'm not like that. I'm not the person that cries because I'm trying to pack my luggage to go home. I start evaluating and I start going through the list of things. Okay, well, what is it that is so upsetting? I don't wanna go home. Okay, so you don't wanna go home. All right, why don't you wanna go home? Is it uh, because you don't wanna go back to being a parent? No. Absolutely not. Love being a parent. Love my son. Yes, it's challenging, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Okay, good. All right, cool. Is it that you don't want to go back to that little small town? Uh, 
that's kind of it. Getting warmer, getting warmer. I'm not real thrilled about living in this small town. It's not what I had always hoped or dreamed for for my life. All right. Okay. Hmm. Is it is it that you don't want to go back to your job? Hmm. Wow. That that really hits that. Woof. That really hits a button there. Yeah. I pretty much hate that <laughs> that routine. Oh my God. I hate that. That is not what I meant for my life. That is not what makes me happy. And it actually makes me incredibly miserable. Yeah, I feel like going back to that that life is like voluntarily putting myself back in a medieval hole-in-the-ground prison. Oh, well, that's some pretty big words. That's, wow. Okay, what are we going to do with that? I don't know, but the thought about getting on that plane and going home is just enough to make me want to lay on the floor in a hotel room and cry my eyes out. Seriously, I had to walk through that, this weird conversation with myself to get to the point that I hated every bit of what I was doing every day for a living. My life, my job, even the city I was living in was killing me which is just crazy, right? Because at that point in my life, I had, even after being divorced, I had what most people would consider a great life. I had a house, a nice house, a nice car, a steady job that would be there until the end of time. Nothing like, you know, that solid assurance that I'd get a paycheck, be able to afford life. But that life wasn't inspiring to me. That life was killing me, actually. So I got home, I went back to the, the office. I worked for a university that had a group, a department that helped um, graduating seniors find job opportunities. And I knew the person who was over the department. And I went and just asked him, just kind of trying to, I think, uncover what it is I could do. Because at that point, I think I felt very trapped. I'd had um, so many years of working in the technology field, but I had a degree in marketing, and I wasn't quite sure what I could do with that. So I went and I met with him, and he, he didn't laugh at me, but he was kind and told me all the ways that I was short-selling myself. So in that moment, I remember sitting at his desk and hearing him tell me all of these options I had and feeling inside of me like, all right, cool. I don't know what we're going to do, but it's not going to be this anymore. So I got up from his office and left and went and worked on my resume that night, which I hadn't done in 12 years, <laughs> which something I don't encourage, by the way. Please keep your resume fresh. Do yourself that favor. But I left from that moment, headed down a different path, not knowing exactly what decisions I was going to be making other than that knowing for that moment, the decision to make was not to do this anymore. Fast forward several months, uh, some very excruciatingly painful trials and tribulations to moving to Dallas. Because by August of 2014, I was in a place in Dallas with a new job and a new life. And that decision changed the course, changed the trajectory of my life. The next one I'm going to tell you about happened not quite a year ago. I'd been seeing somebody. It got pretty serious. We'd introduced our children to each other and our children to each other. So all the kids had met and we started doing things as a, as a blended family. And we started living our life together almost 24 seven. We'd made plans to move in together and we were living our life together and we were having plans to be married. And 
we started experiencing some challenges and things started not going as easily as they had before. And something inside of me was nagging, was just telling me that this was not making me happy. We had a discussion. I can see it. We're standing in his kitchen, he and I having this conversation when in walks my son. And in the middle of the conversation, he turns to my son and says to him that my son has the ability to break us up. And I remember looking at that situation, almost like an out-of-body experience and knowing in that exact moment that I was about to make a decision that was gonna change the course of my life. I didn't know exactly what it was gonna be as far as down where it was gonna take me, but I knew that I wasn't doing this anymore. And I left that conversation that night as we went to bed and I decided that the next day I was moving all of my stuff out and that the relationship was over. And it's a hard thing because I can't tell you exactly when those feelings started. There were blips along the way and it wasn't like it was the first time that we'd had an issue. So I don't want you thinking the first time there were challenges in this relationship. I just tucked tail and ran. But that moment, that was the moment of clarity. Seeing that, watching, and having this feeling like, I cannot believe an adult in a relationship with me just told my child that my child has the ability to break us up. First of all, what in the world? I mean, come on, that's not a normal thing. And second, that's an unbelievable burden to put on a child. My kid was never going to make a decision that was gonna hurt me, even if it was the decision that he wanted. Not at 11, he wasn't. So that was the moment that I went, nah, not doing this. I don't know what we're gonna do, but it's not this. And I got up the next day and took a day off of work and packed everything and moved everything out and I was done. In that moment, I experienced what it was like to know that I'd dated a narcissist. And I keep saying that I'm gonna do an episode on what those things look like because for me, <laughs> this was the first time I'd ever dated a narcissist. This was the first time I'd ever known what a narcissist was. Back in high school, I studied Latin and Roman and Greek mythology. So I, I had an idea who Narcissus was, but I didn't know what the modern day narcissist looked like. That breakup, that conversation, that decision, that change in trajectory put me on a path to establishing healthy boundaries in my life again. Because sometimes I think we forget, we, we, we get lost in certain things and we forget that we can have boundaries and that it's healthy to have boundaries. But it also, like I said, allowed me to end some relationships that had been very toxic. Those pivot points happen in our lives sometimes and I don't even think that we have to know what the, the outcome will be because I didn't know at any of those times. All I knew was in this moment, this is not okay anymore. This is not what I wanna be or do or this is not the, the path, the direction that in which I wanna go. I think the thing that I wanna share with you guys is not just those stories, because we all have stories, right? And they're just stories, but the root of it is what matters. I think we all have a connection to ourselves that when we get out of our own way is telling us what is true to who we are and telling us how to do that, how to be that. And when we forget, when we get lost, like for me, it's getting lost in being a people pleaser. It's making choices that others would choose for me. And I wanna get down to how did I know? How did I know in those moments of clarity? The truth is I had to get out of my own way. See, 
leading up to each and every one of those moments of clarity, those pivot points, was this small voice deep inside me that was just irritating enough, right? So just enough to to not feel comfortable or safe or happy or truly joyful, truly fulfilled in something because there's this underlying nagging feeling. It's this small voice that's going, hey, listen to me. And when I get out of my own way and I start to focus on and listen down into that voice, the reality is what feels like a small voice is actually a very loud Ross Geller shouting, pivot! (laughs) So when I'm out of my way, when I'm focusing in on those places, my person knows exactly what is right and what is wrong for me. And when I'm embracing those things, because I'm telling you in each time, As scary as those choices were, after making the decision to pivot, I felt complete relief. I felt joy, which is a crazy thing because you would think that you would feel terrified. But stepping into the unknown, coming from a place of embracing what felt right was absolutely freeing. Another way to look at it, because I can, I, can, I can feel them both. I can see them both in their relevance to me. And, and maybe you experience it different. Maybe it's not a little voice. It's, maybe it's not a little voice shouting, pivot. Another way I've experienced it is, it is just this flutter in my core. There's just something of unrest in the very center of me. And when I stop and focus on it, when I listen and pay attention to it, it's not just a little flutter in the core of me. It is like having a hook around the middle of me being pulled by, I don't know, the earth's gravity, being pulled by the gravity of the sun. There is no, no amount of force that I can probably equate it to, but it is, it is this urge, it is this pull, it is this direction of somewhere else but here. It is this very primal feel of misalignment and pull or push (laughs) towards what is right. That's what it is. It's this pull and it's not small. It's It's not a quiet voice. It's not a small flutter of discontent. When I am misaligned with what my person is, with who I really am, it's profound. It's huge. It only feels small because I have so shoved it down, so, so blinded myself, so disconnected myself from who I am that I, I don't, I don't feel it. I don't hear it. It's like walls and walls of padding, keeping the noise in and me just walking around the house like, you know, I don't, I don't hear it. I've so quieted it. I've so put so many things in place, so many lies so many misdirections, so many words of fear, so many limiting beliefs. I've put them in place to quiet that voice because listening to that voice challenges and and there is no choice. I can tell you that I've never gotten to the point where I was listening to that voice (laughs) where I had any choice but to do what I needed to do to get back in alignment. And that's scary because every single time that I've heard that voice and I've heard the direction of realignment, it has meant a pivot that will change everything. And that can be scary. But I have found that when I actually do though, step into that and embrace that pivot, that change, I have never felt more free. It has never felt more satisfying 
I've never felt more fulfilled than when I embrace those things. So my encouragement to you is to look, is to stop and listen to yourself. I do it daily by sitting and just meditating for 20 minutes. I get down to the quiet, past the noise, past the random thoughts, past the misdirection of my list of to-dos, and I just get down deep to the very core of me. And it's just like checking in. And I find that if I stay connected to that spot, I hear the voice in a reasonable level, in a reasonable pull, and I can respond in ways that are easier to adjust, but still course correct. So if you're feeling a flutter, or a small voice, or if you just started noticing that this is not where you want to be, I would encourage you to sit, get quiet, get down and listen to that voice, that pull inside you, and discover if maybe you aren't at the point of making a choice, and that it's time to pivot. Until next episode, be well.